passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Broadcasting live from the Morgan and Morgan Studios. This is the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Is um, is that a Mark move to come in with a Fozzie deal when you're in here, Chris? Is that a Mark deal? No, it'd be a Mark move if he played Break the Walls Down. Oh, okay. Yeah, which people still do sometimes. <laughs> so really it kind of is almost like a, I'm kind of over by playing something that you really do like, not the commercialized well, thing. Kind of, but not really. It's kind of almost patronizing because that song was from <laughs> about seven years ago. <laughs> but, but you know what? I'll shove it right back up your ass. It was probably one of your best-selling singles. Well, I'll, tell, I'll shove it right back up your ass. You know that we have a number one song right now. Did you know that? It, it, I'll shove it right back up your ass because it hasn't outsold Martyr No More yet. Yes, it has no, outsold it. No, it has it. not. It has totally outsold No, it has not it's our, it. big, it's our biggest song ever. What are you talking about? Judas. You don't know what you're talking about. So I to argue with you over my own band. <laughs> you don't know nothing. This isn't 2010. No, no, nothing about your this own This isn't band. Two, 2010 anymore, Bubba. All right. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm trying to promote you, and then you're saying my old stuff is not as good as well, my no, new stuff. It's all I good mean, stuff. What if I played this one instead? What about that one? That's is that bad super too? old, man. Is that bad? Does that make That's me a bad guy? Like 2000. Does that make me a real dick too? It just makes you outdated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one is from 2005. Let's get a little bit closer. A little bit closer. So I, wish Mar- I, I wish I had the walls of Jericho to play right now, just to mainstream it right out. <laughs> but out you, don't have it. you don't even have that in there. I don't even there. have it. Jeez, we got four songs in your system, Bubba. No, I have all kinds of Fozzie in here, bitch. Look I know at you us. do. I know you Sin do. Sin and Bones from Martin O'Mara. There you go. Half a stance, Fozzie, okay, Eat the Rich, you need to End put, the Days, you, Over the Mountain, Ride in the Wind. You need, even, you need to put Judas in there. That's our number one song right now. Number one on Sirius for uh, four weeks in a row. Chris Jericho in the studio. He's just, my God, you're the busiest person I know. Like you got books, that's what you're promoting now. You still work for Vince. You're still part of. You still own. You know, you're the lead singer and main man of Fozzie. You um, do a podcast. You do te- you know television like game show hosting and dancing with the stars in and all that kind of deal. I love the '80s. Jesus, God, kid, slow down a little bit. <laughs> well, you got to uh, you got to hustle, Bubba. You know that. I'm actually in your studio today. You've been letting me use it. Uh, well, I'm sure letting me. I've been paying through the nose for it. Let's be <laughs> honest. But um, I've been doing. A, I've been doing. Dick. I've been doing the audio book for my new book that comes out. Uh, I've next been hearing week. you mess up a lot. Well, I'll tell you what, man. It's hard. I've never done an audio book before. But the last time my book came out, I wasn't. I got in an argument with the with the company, so I said I'm not going to do it. So they got some Shakespearean actor to read my book, and that pissed you off even more. Well, because he was terrible. Because he was talking about. But like, you do kind of have a Shakespearean approach. Well, but the thing is, he didn't know how to pronounce anything. He was talking about Ray, Ray Mysterio Jr. doing the six nineteen. 
Um, <laughs> right? Because that's how it's written. He didn't know anything about wrestling. He's like, and Ray Mysterio did the 619. And so I get all these fans going, hey, your audio guy screwed up. It's a 619. And I'm like, listen, I'm just going to do the damn thing myself. But when you sit in here to do the these wrestler things. The wrestler said K-Fob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to read a book, you think, oh, you're just reading a book. But oh, it's, it's hard. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, it's like doing a line read, but for like, you know, 10,000 words or whatever Well, and you also try to use the inflection of what the moments, because yeah. I've been listening to you a little bit. You know, I've been taking the out cues. I'm going to sell them for Gawker. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Maybe you'll make me $30 million too, man. Oh, brother, I think, you, I think you got yourself a deal, buddy. Uh, but yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you have to get every word right. And then I'm like, do I do accents? Do I try and imitate people's voices? Like, what the hell do I do? I don't but you know. But do you do change your inflection. It's pretty, like, it's pretty cool. Like, you Well, know, I'm just trying to be myself, and I don't want to just be reading like you know the blue almonds roasted salted smart snacking i'm just reading an almond see the publishers right really worked you chris they're like you know what screw you on the first book buddy we're gonna make it so bad that you'll never let us do well, that again <laughs> totally now i'm in here screaming at it but actually i did pretty good i was talking to steve jones from the sex pistols and he's like good luck in doing an audiobook it took me 60 hours and I was like, dude, it only took me eight. What's wrong with you? Like, I guess my Canadian accent <laughs> is easier to read than his English one. But I think it does take some guys a long time. But I'm going to put you in this category, too, Bubba. When you're right. used to to reading lines and reading, you know, we got this news today or whatever it is, you kind of figure out how to do it and enunciate and get it right. So it's only taken me about eight hours to do, I would say, probably 75,000 words. But it's hard, like I said. So that's what I've been in your studio doing. And you truly would do know that book inside and out after you have to do the audio version because you've had to actually, you, know, you read it, you did read it, obviously, proofreading and all that kind of yeah. things. But you really have to, like you said, enunciate and get into the storyline in order to be able to do it right. You really do. And on top of that, it's like now I'm noticing, you think, okay, I've read, you read these things when you do a book, you read it over and you, there's an edit and edit and you proofread and you proofread. And this is about 10 or 12 drafts, and I'm reading it, and there's still mistakes in there. And I'm like, how did this get through? Like I was reading But you got to read it. I know, but I, I did read it, but reading it out loud. I know, it sucks. I was like talking about Batista going off and being a movie star, and he's like, name another actor who had a movie box office total of $3 million in his first two. I'm like, $3 million? That's nothing. It's $3 billion right. is what it's supposed to say, but somehow it got million in there and just took <laughs> Big Dave and cut him right off at the knees. So I apologize for that. How is Big Dave doing nowadays? He's doing. You tell me, man. He's like he's like the uh, the movie star. Whenever they're looking any any studio looking for a big guy, they hire Batista. He's in obviously the Guardians movies. He's in a movie coming up with Jodie Foster. He's in the Blade Runner movie with Harrison Ford. He's like did, did a movie with De Niro. He's 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 the guy, you know. So good for him. And uh, oh, of course, you know The Rock. My God. Can you can you get any half? I mean, he's so well, he's such a stud. But here's another one though. Cena's coming up now as becoming the new leading man. Yeah, he's good. You know, he's he's doing. He has the, so the. I mean, I'm not trying to sound stupid, but he has the it factor, does he not? Just when you see the guy cut a promo and the and his charisma, he just well, has. That, it. That's the thing, though. Not Bubba, that you don't, because you the, got it too. But there's certain guys like when you work for Vince, and it's not everybody, but if you have you know some talent. You, I, I call it show business boot camp when you work for Vince because you learn a little bit of everything. And on top of that, I mean, you're learning backstage, you're learning in front of the camera, you're learning live audience, you're learning drama, comedy, you know, stunts, whatever. But also the work ethic that we have when you work for, for Vince McMahon is second to none. And I think that's where, where we really stand out whenever we do. I mean, I just did a, a show in Toronto for a week, and we were doing 12, 14-hour days, and people are complaining and arguing, and I'm not like, 
I have no problem at all because that's just what you do. You do what you have to do to get the job done. And when uh, when you work for, for Vince McMahon, it starts at the top and goes down from there. Everybody follows his lead, which is the ultimate workaholic. Maybe not as much as he does, but you get this really great work ethic to where you get you do what you have to do to get the job done. And I think that, that makes all of us from that crew stand out from the rest. Is he not, though, talking about Vince McMahon, Chris Jericho in the studio? By the way, don't forget Chris is... You have a new book out. It's very cumbersome, uh, Chris. The title is very, I mean, Chris. Well, shorten it up, kid. All of them, dude. My last four. <laughs> okay, let's go through the titles. A Lion's Tale Around the World in Spandex. <laughs> Undisputed. Uh, How to Become the World Champion in 1,362 Easy Steps. <laughs> the Best in the World at... The best in the world at what? I have no idea. And now is no is a four-letter word, how I failed spelling but succeeded in life. I think you just try to get to make it a little bit longer each time as a rib yeah, just to see how rib. much longer you can. It's an ongoing rib yeah, just, keep it, but just it's, to how long you can go with it. It's, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a more of a motivational self-help book. 20 principles uh, of the things that I've learned on how I uh, achieved all these goals that I've, that I've had over the years. How, how did I become uh, a, a wrestler in a rock and roll band? I have 20 principles that I learned. There's the Gene Simmons principle, the Vince McMahon principle, you know, principles that from all these different people that I've met and learned from that kind of enabled me to achieve these goals. So I put them all in a book. It comes out uh, next Friday, August 29th, so still 10 days from now or whatever. But on August 31st, and help me out with this, I hope somebody has it written down, I have a book signing in Tampa. Barnes & Nobles, Carolwood. Okay, there you go. Right there on Dale Mabry. Yeah, uh, we'll be there. Which isn't that far from where you live. It's not very far very, very far at all. And it's going to actually be like, a, it's a day before, I think, that it is, no, it's a couple days thereafter it's released, right? Because it gets yes. released on the 29th. I'll, yeah, I'll be in New York doing all the signings. Now, how many New York come... bestsellers have you had? Uh, this I've had three New York Times bestselling books, three out of three. So Man, I, look at you. I hope I don't mess I mean, this but one look up. at you now. Like Perfect seriously, school. like you know, there's like you talked about Cena, and you talked about you know, obviously um, uh, the, rock, the Rock, the rock and, yeah. and things like that. But I mean, look at you. You're an accomplished author. You and you now. Of course, you could go out and take the strap tomorrow for Vince, and you probably you're kind of one of the old school guys. You know how to work your ass off. You can do. You could go five minutes, or you could go fifty five. So, you know, you're a great worker, but now you're kind of morphing into like a communicator, broadcaster, entertainer, auto, audio kind of guy, too. I mean, it's pretty cool because not a lot of people get the audio aspect of the entertainment, how much different it is. It's just branching out, though, Bubba. I mean, your podcast, you make a ton of money on it. Well, the podcast is doing really good. It's one of the top 10 in the world right now. And God. that's kind of uh, begat my podcast network, which is the Jericho Network that has like six different shows on it. Um, so wow. yeah, it's, it's all about branding though, Bubba, as you know. So yes, there's the podcast, there's the books, um, Fozzie, like ABC said, on the game show, dancing with the stars, yeah, all that know, crazy all that stuff. It's, it's career, you know, your but career that's all bio. huge branding though. It's yeah. Huge. And, that, and that's what you want to do in this day and age because you know, I still love wrestling and I still will do it from time to time, but it's not, excuse me, not the be all end all for me at this point. And there's a lot of other things going on and there's even more stuff that will happen over the next few months. It's going to be good because what what happens is when I step away from working for Vince, that's when I get a chance to um, kind of finish off or investigate all of these other projects that are kind of on the on the on the back burner when I'm working for the WWE because you can't do a lot of other stuff when you work for WWE because I don't just come in and do TVs or pay per views and leave. I'm there for the whole time. That's what the I boys do, thing. Yeah, you know, I do the house shows in in Fort Myers. And I heard be- you had your own dressing room now and everything. Well, yeah, I share I share it with twenty other guys. 
Yeah, I've never been the guy. It's, it is funny, though, because I do a lot of podcasting when, when I'm at the WWE shows. Like so, in the back, right? Yeah, and I'll right. ask them to find me a room, and they'll put the you know Chris Jericho in the dressing room that I have basically for two hours to do the podcast. It's a broom closet. It is, but I leave the sign-up on the door because I'm like, it makes me feel like Brock Lesnar has his own dressing room, Chris Jericho has his own dressing room. It's and just they don't know how big the room is at all. They just not, you know, they, yeah, they, yeah. Chris Jericho's got his own place there. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a broom closet that you can't even really fit in, but the perception's reality, man. I'm now, all how about many that. The, how many of the boys got their own dressing Rooms in today's not many. No, I mean, you, you, uh, Goldberg had it when he was there, and and Lesnar has it. Uh, you know, if Rock comes or something like that, you well, know, yeah. the, the, the big guys that come in for one show. But other than that, there are no private separate dressing rooms. Like, Everyone like changes Taker together. never had his, his own. Did he? Uh, no, he didn't. But he always changes kind of in the uh, talent relations room, and that's where I change too because there's you know 50 guys stuffed into a room. Right. You know, Undertaker doesn't need to deal with that shit. Can I? Can I? Sorry, I got it. And neither do I. So. Now, 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 can I ask you a stupid question though? Please. Like when you get there, and you Why know, you're, most of them are stupid. Why <clears> stop <throat> now? Yeah. Yeah. But when you when you get there, like, do some of the young guys, you know, that are just you know now starting to get a good run, or just you know maybe just been doing it for five or so years, do they like? Oh my God, there's Chris Jericho. Man, you get that at first, but the thing is, I was working with most of them, so that get, they 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 get over that very quickly because we're working together. I mean, this whole thing I did with Kevin Owens last year and this year, which was one of the best things I've ever done as far as the whole storyline of it. I mean, Kevin Owens was a huge Y two J fan when he was growing up, and you know, it, it's funny to think about that. You know, Sami Zayn and uh, you know Enzo and Big Cass and all these guys were, were fans of of the Attitude Era, quote unquote. And if you were a fan of the Attitude Era, then you kind of would be a fan of Chris Jericho, or at least at least have have, have known my work. That'd so, be like if Chris Jericho got to work Ricky the Steamboat, or well, well yeah, or Shawn Michaels. I mean, when or, I worked, Owen Hart, you know, one of the guy, one of the boys that you grew up. Yeah, when I worked with Shawn Michaels, I was a huge Shawn Michaels fan as as a kid and like kind of a disciple. And then you kind of get over that really quickly and realize, you know, that you gotta you gotta you know go out there and, and make the donuts and and have some great matches. So. That goes away quickly, and that's a good feeling. When same thing with 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 music, you know, like when we toured with, let's say, Metallica. I mean, you're super wow. nervous when wow. you first meet these guys because it's like, oh my gosh, I grew up as a hero, and then you realize, listen, this that's great to have that respect, but you got to go out there and destroy, you know, whether it's wrestling or whether it's 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 a rock show. I mean, even though Chris Jericho, you're like really important and super over. When you're when you're back, I don't care who you are. When you open it up for Metallica or you're touring with Metallica and you're in that world, I mean. It's, well, yeah, that's that's pretty damn. You know, it's a different. I mean, we did the Kiss Cruise a couple years ago, and you, there's a stage that um, it, right out the window ab- above is where Paul Stanley's cabin is, and like he's up there watching us play, and it's like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. We're on the Kiss Cruise playing, and Paul Stanley's watching us. You and Gene are pretty close, you aren't know, you? I'm actually closer with Paul. Gene's a, Gene's a cool guy, but Paul's Paul's my my boy. Is Gene pretty big? He's a pretty big guy. He's a tall guy, yeah. He's a tall guy, uh, very kind of an intimidating presence with the way he acts, but he's fairly tall, and uh, he's, he's not actually, like, sometimes he's come across like he's a little bit chunky or portly, but he's really not. He's just, he's got broad shoulders. He's a big dude. Who's the one rock star that you may have met no matter how iconic or whether it's a Henry Rollins or whoever that you, you know, I wouldn't say would stretch you, but would be like, you know, shoot style might give you a, might give you a tough time. Well, when Zach Wilde was drinking, he'd always want to 
fight or, or tackle you, or he punched me in the arm for he gets hard punch. Like, why did you punch me? Like, you know, when you get punched in the shoulder, it just really hurts. He, just if whacks you. <laughs> he would do that all the time. He's actually uh, coming in studio next month. He is? Yeah. Uh, yeah, tell him that. Tell I said Chris going to come in and kind of cowboy punch him <laughs> on the blind side. Yeah, he's, he's a wild man. man. He's got a real hard punch. But yeah, but but he's he's stopped drinking, so now he just. Uh, He's not as crazy as he used to be. Now, see see how many straight answers you get out of Zach Wild. I'll tell you that. Maybe much. Maybe give us some shooters to ask him. Maybe you guys. Maybe you can give us a couple little. You know. No, he won't answer anything. He'll just talk about his sexy ass, and he, he'll just go off. You wait and see. You'll get a laugh out of him. But yeah, he was. I mean, he's a big dude, right? So he's a guy that. Can you I tell always... him that you? Uh, I can actually use this audio saying, "Hi, this is just Chris Jericho, and you're lucky Wild. I'm out there because I beat your ass." No, right I'm now. scared of Zach. You kidding me? You see the chain that he wears around his? Wait, you see the chain he comes in with? He's got this giant chain around. His, his waist, but he was always a, a, a pretty, uh, a pretty, you know, solid big dude. But um, that's 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 about the only one I can think of off by hand. How's how's uh, uh, Christian and uh, Edge doing? I haven't seen them in a while, man. I'm, I'm have sh- you done their podcast? I they have, have a podcast. They, don't they? they do have one. Yeah, they do have one. But it's doing pretty good, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, they have good guests and stuff, and they're funny guys. You know, they work well together. So now, you I'm guys sure always been close, haven't you? Just being Canadian. Well, you know how it is, man. Well, just being Canadian. I mean, that'd be like saying you're close because you're American. With you know, it's just Canadian. There's yeah, we all four, hate each forty other. million people in Canada, but <laughs> yeah, but Canada people are the coolest. Well, ever. I mean, I think, I think you know we're hurting Canada. One thing uh, I know, like in Oshawa or something. There you go. Offshore. Is that what you just said? <laughs> Oshawa. <laughs> I said offshore. Offshore. Um, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, it's uh, it, 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 when you're when you're on the road with somebody, it's like being uh, in the army or something in, in a battle. And when you don't see them for a while, you might not see them again for a few years, but it's still like. You know, um, uh, it's like having an old war friend. You see them, and it's like not a day has gone by. Well, they so. were Tampa boys. Is Christian still a Tampa boy? Uh, yeah, Edge lives in North Carolina now, and I think Christian lives in Tampa, but I haven't seen him in a long time. But um, I think he still lives here. Now, what is it about Tampa? I don't know if anybody's ever asked this question, probably, but that is like you came, obviously, from Canada when you got into business and, and relocated to Tampa. And, you know, God, all the over the years, I mean, you know, Batista and Cena and Seamus and, you know, obviously Greg the Hammer, the old school guys, Hammer and Hogan and Nasty Boys and Nyhart and, you know, Brutus and Hercules and the Briscoes and I think the Road Warriors. Like, was it a thing in the industry that you you went to Tampa for why? I don't know, dude. Like I said, I, I, I grew up in Canada and then I moved down to Orlando. I didn't like Orlando and I came up to Tampa, so... I think when everybody started coming down here, they were looking for a place to live, and it's like, well, Jericho lives in Tampa. What do you think? Well, I like it. So then Edge came down, the Christian and all the other guys started moving down here. <laughs> Test, uh, Valvinus. But then I think they started the, the, the performance center originally in Tampa, which has now moved to Orlando. So it's just been a Florida-based company now at this point in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, it's still always up in Stanford, but there's a lot of Florida involvement and I think too, you know, when you're coming from Canada, Tampa is a great place because this is how you this is how you uh, figure out if it's a good place to live in. What, uh, what's the airport like? And the airport is always one of the easiest, yeah, voted, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's easy to get in and out of. Like, what's the worst by uh, by other standards, Chris? What's the worst airport? Because you travel through, you've traveled yeah, through every airport. I'll tell in the you world. right off the bat, JFK in New York, the worst, worst airport in the world, the worst. Well, Charles de Gaulle in Paris is is worse. But JFK has the worst security in the entire United States as far as TSA and all that stuff getting through it. It takes, if you guys are going through JFK, anybody, get there two hours early. 
Like every other airport, get there thirty minutes early. This one, it's the worst, and they don't care. It's the and epitome of New York. Yes, they, they do not give a crap. And I will not fly. And I'm at the point now where I can choose where I want. Okay, if you say, "Hey, we're, you, you got a show in New York, great," uh, don't fly me through JFK. Well, it's more expensive. I don't care. I'm not I'm going not to coming. JFK. And if I go to Europe, don't fly me through Paris. Charles de Gaulle. I won't do it because it's too much stress. And it's too much timer. hassle. Yeah, and I'm yeah, I'm not I'm a big timer in the fact that I can choose which <laughs> damn airport I fly in and out of. So keep me out of uh, out of those places. I won't do it. What about like uh, O'Hare? Easy, no problem. Atlanta. Atlanta's super easy. That's a great airport. And you never have you never have any transfers through Tampa because obviously you live here. But I mean Tampa, like Tampa's a great airport. Hogan and all the guys like would all say, man, it's one of the best airports yeah. to travel to and from. I mean they, they 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 got a lot of construction going on there right now, and they and they need to kind of finish that up. But as far as just accessibility and uh, being an easy place to get in and out of, Tampa's the place to be. So you still got the strap from WCW. Weren't you the last guy? To be the title holder no, before they switched over? No, they had already... I thought, I thought you had the belt. You're the last one to have the belt. Well, I mean, they, they take that thing away from you as soon as you get... It's not like you get to keep it or anything like Hogan that. Hogan had this an original... The 70s. Yeah, but he came in the 70s and 80s. They probably kept that shit. <laughs> For me, it's like, the, you know, the, you, as soon as you lose it, they take it. Physically. Is oh. it true that you have a travel belt and then they got a TV belt? Yeah, they do now. They didn't before, but they do now. Like, would you ever be traveling with the real belt, and like, you'd be like, "Oh God, I can't lose it. If I lose it, I'm going to get in trouble." And then, you, would you have to literally Come like, on, "Man, I'm not a mark." Oh, you mean lose it as far as lose it? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about, about losing it as in dropping it, like to the guy, next guy well, on that's TV. A, but the, that's the thing you got talking it. about physically, like misplacing it because you were out all night, like the rock star that you are. You don't know where your championship belt no, is, man. and you're freaking out. And you're calling the front office. You don't know what to do. No, dude, you just got to like. It's one of those things you have to uh, carry it with you. You know, you don't. Check, you don't bag check a, a title belt or right. something like that. So it's always on you at all times, which which sometimes in the morning kind of sucks. If it's like 7 in the morning and you're going through TSA and someone's like, what you got in there? I got a belt, a, you know, title, a championship title. Hey, look at this. Hey, Johnny, look at He's got a title. What are you, a boxer? Uh-huh. He's a wrestler? <laughs> hey, look at this. And he's holding up the belt and there's like, you know, uh-huh. 15 people come over to look at it. And it's like, yeah, can I just please? A hundred people who didn't know you were now know who you are. Or still don't know, but it's like, hey, I don't know who the hell you are, but uh, you, you got look a famous belt. and you got can a belt. A picture with you? And it's I'm like, from <laughs> Manchester, Iowa. And yeah. I don't know. I yeah. think I'm going to go Google you as soon as I get my picture. With and there's <laughs> no, there's no, uh, uh, you don't have to commit anymore. Back in the day, if you wanted to take a picture with someone, you'd have to carry your camera with you. Like right. If I went to the matches or to the rock and roll show, mm. I'd have to carry my camera. Now you just have your phone. It's like, I don't even really barely know who that is, but I'll take a picture with them. What the hell? I'll show my friends. What a gas. And it's like you sitting there. got some big there, story behind it. Oh. Man, me and Chris Jericho had 75 beers in between Atlanta yeah, shuttles, and he's the coolest yeah, guy ever. And yeah. He says he's got a G5, and he's got a, a G5. He's just, he just, he just filing, flying commercial right now to make it look good, because Vince said he had to do it that way. Hey, you dude, know, like the million dollar man kind of deal. I got to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to work. I got a podcast oh, uh, guest waiting for you. You for come in the talk. studio, demand to be on. I said 15 and minutes, and it's been 25, so I've been more oh, than thank, fair with thank you. Thank you for been, very much. I've been more than <laughs> fair with you. I Don't bet forget. you I gave you a better interview than Andrew Dice Clay did. You you know what? And I bet you I interviewed better than the next guy. You're going to interview, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> See, you wonder why. Hater. Like, man, I like everyone in your studio except for you, yeah, Bob. You've I never know. changed. You've always been a jerk off. I always liked Hunter better than you, too. Well, good. Okay, good. Good luck in getting Hunter on the That's show true. and see you what happens. Great, you know what? You make a great point. You on know, that yeah, you, you don't have a guest on a Tuesday morning. Who do you call? Jericho. And here I am. Well, no, you're using me. You're like the typical wrestler. You're just getting something from me. You wouldn't <laughs> yeah, be here regularly. Right. You know that.
Yeah, he wouldn't sure. be here. One way clam. Sure. That's what they call me. Sure, sure. I saw, I told them that I know you when I said that I was going to book the studio. They said they charged me double. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said I know that guy's really down on his luck. I need to throw a friend a bone. <laughs> I was like, throw him a few bucks. He's on AM radio now. We got to help him out. <laughs> he went to Jess and said, Jess, rather than the contribution we're giving to the American Heart Association, I'm just going to book three hours of Bubba's place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to okay, show honey, up. I'll tell our tax the guy that. <laughs> 17, Thanks, brother. Seventeen years, my friend, you've been married. How about that, huh? That's crazy. Right? I love a woman right there putting up with your ass. I'm just yeah, saying. no kidding, man. Anyway, and I know she's going to go... be there on August thirty first oh, at is? Barnes and Noble Carrollwood when Chris Jericho's there to sign uh, No as a four or four letter word, my new book. And as Very a mark, easy, a title to remember. Don't walk up and.